0: This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.
1: Welcome everybody to another episode of Travel Is Your Business. Today our guest is Mr. Diego Seyes-Gill. He is the co-founder of Blue Smart, which is the first smart luggage company. Uh, we're going to hear about all of that, what that means. Um, I thought Luggage wasn't very intelligent, but maybe I'm wrong. All that when we come back in just a moment because our episode starts right now. Hi, my name is Diego Saez Gil. I am a co
2: founder at Blue Smart. And what I love about travel is that it opens your mind, it inspires you, and it, I think, makes you a better person.
3: From New York City, this is Travel is Your Business covering the intersection of technology and business in the travel industry with Tovin Ball, technology thought leader and community builder, John Matson, digital director at Voyager HQ, and growth strategist, Peter Crisdale. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to the show, guys. I'm one of your hosts, Puffin Ball, and
1: joining me today is Mr. Peter Crisdale. Hey, hey, hey. And John Matson. Hey, how's it going? And today we are recording from the Mouth Media Studios over at Voyager HQ, which is, of course, the club for travel innovators. And so, let's say hello to our guest today, uh, Diego Saez Gil, the co-founder of Blue Smart. What's going on, man? Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Hey, yeah? yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for, for yeah, man. Thanks for coming. So uh, let's start here. Uh, just want to get a really high end overview of who you are and uh, what your company, Blue Smart, is all about. For sure.
2: Um, I am a traveler and an entrepreneur, originally from Argentina. I left Argentina about 10 years ago, uh, first moving to Barcelona to do my master's there. And there I had my first chance to actually travel across Europe. Mm. I bought my Eurorail ticket and went backpacking around uh, Europe and became very passionate about travel. Uh, And then when I finished my master's, I actually got a scholarship here in New York and I moved to the U.S., and with that passion of traveling and the intention of uh, becoming an entrepreneur, which was sort of like an, an idea that I had since I was a kid, mm-hmm. I decided to start my first uh, company, which was a travel company. That startup was uh, one of the first mobile apps to book accommodations from your phone. And the company was called We Hostels. And we focus on hostels, bed and breakfast, and budget accommodations. Uh, I wanted to you know, show that you could travel the world for cheap and make it very easy to book on your phone. Um, mm. That company ended up being acquired by Student Universe, which is part of Flight Center, a big travel company, sure. uh, global company. And I stayed with them working for some time. And then I had a new idea for a startup, which was uh, to make the world's first smart connected suitcase, a luggage that you couldn't lose, uh, featuring GPS location tracking, And adding other technologies that would make the travel experience more seamless. So we added, for example, weight sensors that let you know how much your suitcase weighs. We added uh, digital locking that locks and unlocks your uh, bag automatically. Mm. And even a battery charger so that you never run out of battery on the go. And that company launched through a crowdfunding project uh, that was very successful. Uh, Then we went on to raise capital. And enter the market globally, and now you know we are on our way to you know build a, a global brand and uh, try to bring some innovation into into the travel goods industry.
1: Sure. Well, uh, for those that can't see us, which is everyone that's not in this room, <laughs> uh, Diego have brought in actually a a prototype or actually not a prototype, but a a, a sample of uh, the Blue Smart uh, Carry On. So, thanks for bringing that. It's a pretty sleek looking. Thank thing. you. Thanks, yeah, John, we for also wanted Dana to <laughs> have the display. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's got
4: some nice blue accents. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we
2: also wanted to make uh, a really good design. We thought that it was an industry that you know didn't see much innovation and much care for details in the last uh, decades. We like to say that last Innovation was adding wheels, and that happened in the 70s. (laughs) Since then, nothing happened. Yeah, but now Uh, they have four wheels. That's right, yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and, you know, we wanted to make the perfect suitcase for ourselves. And then, you know, we thought that other people, you know, appreciate that.
1: How long ago did you start this company? It was about three years ago. And was that when the prototyping started or, like, the R&D and all this? So or that's when you had everything
2: started in a coffee shop conversation here in New York, actually mm-hmm. not far from here in mm-hmm. Flatiron District. Uh, and uh, with a friend, we were, uh, you know, having a coffee and talking about our travel experiences mm-hmm. and all the travel problems that we had, including losing our bags and, yeah. you know, getting stopped at TSA and these kind of things. And we thought, man, you know, how come... There is all this technology around us, and yet there is no technology on luggage. Yeah. Uh, so we, you know, took a napkin, typical story, and we started, you know, drafting ideas of what the, you know, technologically, technologically advanced suitcases could have. Uh, from there to today, it's been three years. But then a lot of things
4: happened in the middle, you know. Yeah, and there must have been a lot before that. I mean, most people don't just sit down and draw something on a napkin and turn it into a company. A few yeah, days later. exactly. Well, you know,
2: it started just an, as an idea, but then as we started telling to people, we had two kind of reactions. Some people say like, "Oh, that's stupid. I mean, no one's gonna want that." And other people were like, "Oh my God, that's so awesome. That's obvious. Why it doesn't exist?" So when you have these kind of you know reactions, I think mm-hmm. that uh, there's something.
1: That's a positive. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: right away we. Uh, called uh, another friend, Alejo, who is an industrial designer and had experience making physical products. Mm. And uh, he started researching and, you know, going to airports and talking to people to see what were the needs of uh, the modern traveler. And uh, we thought that this was, you know, something worth pursuing.
1: Man, You saw it in wearable tech where the first iterations of wearable tech, like for the charging side, were literally just like a charger- Right. A, it, like sewn into the seam of a jacket or a, or a handbag or right. something like that. And well, ours is obviously way more than that. No, and, our first prototypes were like that. You well, know, yeah. We're like, okay, let's take another. Well, that was enough, right? Yeah. At that point, that was enough to exactly. draw attention and be like, yes, I need a charger. Right. <laughs> like exactly. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And, uh, and then, you
2: know, we decided to do a crowdfunding project because that is a great way to validate whether people mm-hmm. want this or not. Yeah. And, um, and also, it's a way to finance the
1: first uh, run of production. Well, let me ask you this. You said that you sold your first company mm-hmm. um, to a sizable uh, firm. I could only imagine that you had the means to self-fund it if you wanted to. What was the thought process behind the, the crowdfunding beyond the financing side? Well... Making a physical product is actually very expensive. You need mm-hmm. to pay
2: for the toolings and machinings on the factories. You need to prepay for the first batch of production because the factory doesn't know who you are. Yeah. So it takes a lot the of The minimum capital. runs are pretty high? That's right. Mm-hmm. So even actually after doing the crowdfunding campaign, we went and raised capital from investors because otherwise... For the production run. Yeah. And you might have seen many crowdfunding projects that don't deliver and it's because they run out of money in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of you know things that you don't think at the beginning, like returns sure. and you know, uh, shipping costs and the duties and, Mm -hmm. uh, you have to have the capital to, to do a physical product. But I think that today there's never been a better time than today because you have like all these resources like crowdfunding and investors are willing to, you know, bet on a, on an idea.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. What was the biggest hurdle in the R and D side of things? Or Look, the biggest thing, learning points that you didn't project?
2: Yeah, I mean, the location tracking, being able to make a system that can track the location of an object anywhere in the world is actually very hard. Mm. Uh, and we had to, you know, we tried a lot of different possible solutions until we found the right uh, technical solution to do it. Um, then making sure that everything was compliant with TSA and FAA and all the regulatory you know, entities. Um, making sure that, all the technology that we were adding into a suitcase were not going to compromise the basic functionalities of a suitcase, which is to be light and resistant and and usable to hold know?
3: clothes and things.
2: Yeah, so that took a lot of yeah. iterations and trials and errors. But you know? well, you've mm-hmm. got a lot of features packed into
4: one product here.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have like five you know main features that take you know technology and What's, development. Have
4: you know? a, have you been able to do the research to know which of those features are the, really the buying points for customers? Yes, but we never knew until.
2: Later. A lot of users yeah, were using okay, it, sure. what were going to Absolutely. be the key features, you know.
1: What, what were some of those learning points?
2: Well, uh, most people uh, buy the product because of the location tracking. This is mm. like a big uh, peace of mind kind of point. Yeah. You know, there are 25 million bugs that get lost every year. Almost everybody a lot. Almost everybody I know <laughs> has either lost a suitcase or know someone yeah, who lost a suitcase. It's the worst know? feeling yeah. ever. And it can ruin your vacation or your business trip, you know what I mean? So uh, it's, yeah. it's a big problem. And then the one that they use the most is the battery charger, because you know, today we are you know, connected mm-hmm. to our phones all the time, and uh, not every airline, air, airport has a charger. So you know, it counts
0: very handy to charge your, your phone on the suitcase. What do you think is like um like a smarter luggage? Is there like a feature that that you've something been finding? Like that. Yeah, yeah like something like new. I've seen, that I've seen
1: commercials for luggages like following me through, like they walk with me next to me. I mean, yeah, I like there
2: are things like that. I don't that, you have, know, have to roll it anymore. It rolls. <laughs> yeah. You know,
4: Robin, you're so lazy.
1: Oh, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a, I, I, I looked at it the first time. I was like, oh, that's pretty ridiculous, but it went viral. Those videos. It's pretty I, Yeah.
2: What I would say is that there is a point, uh, you know, in which adding more features uh, has a cost in terms mm-hmm. of uh, weight, in terms of the cost of the, the actual price mm-hmm. of the product and doesn't add that much value, you know? So you have to find the right trade-off. It's the reason why we don't have flying cars. Flying cars is is technically possible. It just doesn't make that much sense, you know?
1: Well, not everyone these days remember watching the Jetsons. If everybody was in my age bracket, I think flying cars would exist right now. But I think for that sure. the younger folks like yourselves <laughs> are bringing us down. <laughs> yeah, <for> <laughs>
4: <probably>. <laughs> but, and it would probably cost like 000, 000 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
1: a million dollars each.
2: Well worth <laughs> it though. Now there are actually some people doing some like uh, man drones. Yeah. Drones that you can, you know, you can stand uh, on, fly on, you know. Oh God. So that's exciting. Oh,
0: Something yes. like that, you know. <laughs> But you can't have it on the subway. <laughs> <You> can't. <laughs> you can't bring that shit around here. <laughs> it doesn't work.
1: <laughs> no way. <laughs> Excellent. Baby well, sucks. listen, let's Baby take sucks. a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have a deep dive with Diego Saez-Gill, co-founder of BlueSmart.
5: Greetings, Mouth Media Network
1: listener. My name is Davin Riley, and I'm willing to bet you like music. And even if my assumption is wrong, I still think you should come and check out our show, The Music Lover Podcast, where we sit down with entrepreneurs, pioneers, artists, and the unsung heroes of the music industry. Together, we'll uncover the insider perspectives on some of your favorite companies and artists as we analyze music business trends through a technological lens. Find us at The Music Lover Podcast, but remember... That's music lover without the vowels, M S C L V R. Yes, we're that cool. And since you're cool too, we should be friends. The Music Lover Podcast, we'll see you there.
0: Keep up with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Travel Biz Show, that's Travel B-I-Z Show. Our episodes are available on iTunes and Google Play and online at travelisyourbusiness.com. Plus, there are a lot more great shows on Mouth Media Network. Take a trip to mouthmedianetwork.com to enjoy them all. And remember, we love fan mail. Drop us a note to say hi, suggest a guest, or if you'd like to become a sponsor on the show, email us at travelbizshow at mouthmedianetwork.com.
1: Welcome back to Travel is Your Business. And of course, we are here with Diego Saez Gil. Um, Let me start here. you have made mention and you made priority mention of saying that this is the first smart luggage. Now, of course, since you started iterating and developing, uh, there have been competitors that moved into the space before going into break. We mm-hmm. quickly mentioned something that chases you down the, uh, uh, the, 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 the terminal floors and, uh, there's, you know, companies like Away and Raiden and things that have solutions in that space. Uh, can you talk about the market right now and how, uh, maybe you're, uh, you're creating defenses against other companies or kind of keeping that competitive edge?
2: Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Look, for us, it's great that there is a lot of uh, other competitors coming with innovations. Uh, At the beginning, when we were talking with investors, uh, the question was, is this something that people want? And now the question is, you know, how are you different from competitors? And yeah. that's a much better question, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in a way, we, we we created a market or we uh, open a space of uh, innovation. Sure. And there were all these bigger companies uh, that been doing uh, travel goods for many decades, and they are great companies. But as every big company. They become a little bit slower at bringing new, more risky ideas. Uh, so we like the fact that there are uh, several competitors. Um, we just focused on making the best products. You know, we talk a lot about with our team whether we wanted to be the cheapest or whether we wanted to be, you know, the, uh, the the most fashionable. And we decided that we want to be the best. And by the best, we mean the most sophisticated technology, the most user-centric approach and the best quality of materials and design. Um, So this is what we focus, frankly. We think that the battle is with ourselves, not with the competitors. Mm -hmm. If we can continue getting better and better on our products and
0: understanding better and better our customers, eventually we're going to build a big, you know, a successful big company. Are you finding that a lot of, like, um, your audience right now is... um, uh, you know, tech savvy people, or is that kind of the nature of who ends up using BlueSmart a lot? Or? Yeah, right now most
2: of our customers are business travelers, professional business travelers who, you know, know uh, the importance of having good gear, and uh, they are tech savvy for sure. Um, and yeah it's people who travel a lot we actually run surveys with our customers often and we're always impressed by how much they travel you know they, they are many of them are like executive platinum yeah. and you know like high categories in airlines this kind of thing you know?
1: how, how are you guys um, capturing all this data consumer insights we, things like well, that one cool data. thing that we have
2: is that when you get the product you have to download the app sign up create an account uh, with oh, your so email. you know already so we have the email mm. of every customer and yeah. we have a direct conversation with every customer something that the big you know, luggage companies don't have. That allows us to have a very close relationship with them. And we try to, you know, we run surveys. We ask the net promoter score question, you know, how willing they are to uh, recommend this product to their friends. And that's a number we optimize for as well.
4: So that's, I mean, it's an interesting thing to keep in mind. You aren't, you really aren't just competing with other smart luggage companies. You're competing with all luggage companies. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because I only need a new bag every five years or something, right? Like and that.
1: even independent tracking devices that you could put in your luggage, right? Don't forget that's right. that. Yeah. yeah, that's
4: true too. Or you mm-hmm. can just smack a tile on the side. That's of right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But how does that change? I mean, where is the market for luggage as a whole? You know, not just smart, smart yeah. luggage.
2: Well, this is one of the things that we were uh, positively surprised when we started researching this project. It's actually a huge industry. I think, you know, it's about $40 billion in annual revenue worldwide. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a large industry. It's growing 15% year over year. These days mainly driven by China. China, uh, you know, Chinese people are starting to travel internationally more and more. Um, And there are big companies, several multi-billion dollar companies. Um, So, it's a big market. People uh, travel uh, in every kind of uh, times. Uh, So we think
4: that there's a big opportunity for new companies to emerge. So do you think, do you think fast forward 10 years from now, everyone's going to be able to charge their phone off of their luggage? Or do you think that your product and smart products will be more of a luxury good for business travelers and high-end travelers?
2: Our thesis is that every product in the future is going to be a computer. And therefore, uh, meaning, you know, they're going to be connected. They're going to have some sort of sensors and data gathering and connecting with other systems around them that makes them smarter, more useful, and that make the entire experience uh, more seamless. You know, so your house is going to be a computer, your car is going to be a computer, an airplane is going
4: to be a computer, and suitcases and, you know, bags are going to be computers. So your suitcase could... automatically unlock when you walk into your house or something we like do that, that already you do you get all close
2: right. to a
0: suitcase and it unlocks can yeah. can alexa unlock my suitcase we're working on that actually too <laughs> <laughs> yes all right what are yeah. some uh, what are some like that being said like smart devices iot are there any like uh product extensions that make sense for luggage for sure uh i cannot comment on new products coming yeah. but definitely we
2: uh think that uh The travel experience, you know, touches a lot of different uh, points and a lot of different products. And all of them can benefit from uh, being connected and being smart. Um, And we also have this vision of uh, sort of like a connected travel ecosystem. One of our investors is actually Amadeus. Uh, They are the makers of uh, the GDS systems that are behind the scenes on the software of airlines and airports. And they have the vision of having all the data of travelers and, and, and travel you know companies, so you know we are part of that you know we we can you know start generating a specific data points
0: that make the travel experience uh more seamless for users you know I'm curious, I mean maybe this is a tangent, but mm-hmm. is there anything like maybe this relationship with Amadeus as an example right like mm-hmm. uh, as an investor were there any like um experiences in your past like with the creation of we hostels um Mm -hmm. or student universe or anything like that that has allowed you to go to market a little bit faster or like lessons Mm -hmm. that were transitive from your first experience to this blue smart experience
2: yeah for sure i mean one thing that i learned that you guys know very well probably is that the travel industry is very small even though it's a it's a huge (laughs) you know industry from a money perspective from a people perspective everybody Mm -hmm. goes to focus right every year and there are like these conferences in which uh you know, most companies talk to each other and end up partnering with each other. Uh, so the relationships definitely helped building a, building a new travel company. Um, the validation of having done something in the past and and deliver on your promise, I think, also helps uh, when you're building your second company. Um, and then, you know, I learned a lot about entrepreneurship, you know, basically by doing mistakes, you know, by mm-hmm. making mistakes. Yeah.
1: What mistakes have you done with the, the process of launching this company that mm. if you had started again from scratch, you would avoid? Oof, so many. Let's uh, just name like six <laughs> or seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh,
0: let me see. Keep it easy. Uh, There's an Excel sheet somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <It's just> like...
2: <laughs> when you start developing a product, you are so obsessed on the product itself that you don't think on 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 the company and the product roadmap and so forth. So there there were many decisions that we took uh that uh we focus on making this product the best, mm-hmm. but we didn't focus on, on 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 you know what were what, what was gonna come next.
1: What's the messaging, uh, the branding, the the e-commerce. That's, that's, that's another
2: thing. Yeah. I mean for sure you have to learn, you know, what are the main uh value propositions, you know, how do you how do you talk about the product? And uh we made some mistakes there, but all in all it worked out. You know, we our, our crowdfunding campaign was you know very successful. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of things that in hindsight you, 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 you recognize you can do better. What are you using on the e commerce side? Uh, well, we sell through our own website. We are integrated with Magento as a okay. platform, and then we sell on, on Amazon as well.
1: So you have a developer in house then? We have a big development team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it, because Magento is a true. pretty complex system.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, you know, think that we also have a software platform for the mobile app and for the back end of all the data we gather. So we have several software developers are working on, on making everything integrated. You know.
1: Got it. Was, but was there, a, I'm just uh, going back to the Magento, you mm-hmm. only have a couple of products or a couple SKUs currently. Right. What was the reasoning behind doing that versus like a Shopify Plus or something like in that world? I think, you know, all these platforms
2: are good. Magento allows you to connect with Sendesk. We connect yeah. with a shipping partner. It's very modular. It mm-hmm. allows you to, to be, you know, uh, not don't have to reinvent the wheel in every, you know, thing yeah. that you want to add to the website.
4: Got it. If we can go back a little bit just to understand more of... Your view on how Blue Smart interacts with the other innovations in the travel industry. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the biggest trends? You, you already mentioned Amadeus. What are some of the biggest trends that you see in the travel industry as a whole? Yeah. And how do you think you can capitalize on those?
2: Yeah, well, one of the biggest trends that I think we're part of is this idea of the Internet of Things. Is the internet moving into the physical world? Is it
1: a trend or a revolution? (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, is uh, this idea online to offline, uh, internet getting data from the physical world? So how does that translate specifically for the travel industry? Well, imagine in the future, airports having beacons that gather data about traffic of passengers, that know when you show up to the airport who you are and therefore can tell you, look, your gate is, you know, gate seven. You have to run, or uh, a more personalization based on the data. And you know, personalization is 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 uh, is another big trend that is tied to this idea of big data, uh, artificial intelligence. Everybody's talking about, but when you have like big data sets and you can run some, you know, algorithms that can start, you know uh having specific insights and actuating in real time um so my sense is that the, the travel experience is going to be more personalized and more seamless hopefully is, in the future
0: is there any kind of um you know past experience or anything that you're talking about now where um, the data that you've collected has allowed for maybe a new partnership or opportunity with one of the larger companies, maybe airline, airport, <laughs> wherever that makes sense. You said you mentioned that you had to work with TSA to get through some stuff yeah. earlier. So. We did a partnership with Uber uh, by which you know, when you land in a new city, we know
2: that you land in a new city and we tell you, you know, welcome to New York. And if you need an Uber to get from the airport to your hotel, you know, press this button and we get you one for you. So we did an API integration with them. Uh, we have several on the pipeline. Uh, had a few conversations with airlines, airports. And yeah, we have this idea that the data that we're collecting is valuable. And if integrated with other companies can be actually, you know,
1: useful. Yeah. So sorted. how are you looking at collaboration uh, currently? Yeah, we,
2: you know, it's, it's, it's uh, interesting because when you're a startup, you have so many things to do and you have mm-hmm. to small team doing a lot of things.
1: Perfect scenario. What's your perfect collaboration right now?
2: Well, definitely airlines. Airlines, mm. I think that uh, lost luggage is a big problem for them. Customer satisfaction is also a big problem and opportunity for them. And uh, we have the same goal, which is making travel.
4: We, we always say making the journey as enjoyable as the destination. Mm. You know? Diego, I'm taking a look at, your, uh, at the product that you brought here, and I'm seeing this uh, red diamond on the top. Can you tell me what that is?
2: Yeah, so the lock is uh, TSA approved, which means that TSA has the ability to open it with a master key. What, a digital Every... lock or it's a... It's a, it's a... it's a hybrid. It's digital plus mechanical. Yeah. And in the mechanical part, uh, TSA has a master key that can open it. Every mm. lock that has the red dot symbol has uh, you know, the ability for TSA to open it. Because otherwise TSA will break it if they want to open it. They have the right to Got open it. your your bags uh, to make sure that you're not the terrorist or things like that. Yeah, sure. So sometimes so, they do it, and you know, in this case, they they do it without breaking it. Has your team actually tried to break into your own bag? Have you locked it? Yeah, in? I mean, we try a lot of things, and we also have touch <laughs> sensors that notify you when someone opens it. You know, so at least you're gonna oh, know wow. that somebody opened it. Get a push it.
4: notification. That's right. Wow.
1: Oh wow. What if it's um. So what if it's further than a certain distance away from you? Um, so we, yeah. that you could I, know that it's not in the same airport as you. It's not, you know what I
2: mean? Yeah, we also have that. We have sort of like a Bluetooth uh, range that notifies you when the suitcase is away from you. Yeah. And and if it's totally away from you, you can know that somebody opened it and know exactly where it is. So. W-
1: what are the next iterations on the security side that you're thinking? Or is that... Well, you know, there can be more further
2: integrations with TSA that you can do to make mm-hmm. it even more seamless. Um, was the Red Diamond
1: there? Uh This input? is sort of like a standard partnership standard? that they okay. have.
4: Yeah. What, is there, other, what other regulators did you have to work with besides CFA? FAA and DOT.
2: We yep. actually personally met with them to sure. make sure that everything was compliant, Uh, You might have seen there is a lot of Samsung had a big problem recently with the batteries of the Samsung Mm -hmm. Galaxy. Yeah, absolutely. You have to make sure that the batteries and...
4: I've been on several planes where they said, please put away your Samsung Galaxy phones. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, So we went above and beyond. We
2: met with them personally, showed them our designs, and and they approved the designs. And uh, that gives a lot of peace of mind. How long was your total
1: product development cycle?
2: Look, since the moment since you know the drawing, and this is your the, first one. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is our first generation. Yeah. Since the drawing of the napkin at, to the launching of the crowdfunding campaign, in which we already had a working prototype, was about one year, and then since that moment to shipping the product to ten thousand users mm-hmm. worldwide it was about nine months.
1: Ten thousand? Yeah. Wait, was that all from the crowdfund?
2: Yeah. Ten thousand units at what price? It was at a discounted price, but in average was around two hundred and fifty.
1: That's a great market test in its own. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, and what did really you, fast. So we, how did we, how did you uh yeah, how did you structure the the campaign to be so successful? What do you think was the secret sauce for I your I think the secret sauce was that
2: we were the first and it was a very novel idea. Everybody mm-hmm. was like the journalists were like, Oh, smart luggage, yeah. You know, why mm-hmm. you know, that's doesn't exist, you know? So they picked it up. So they picked it up. We were in TechCrunch, in CNN, even in the New York Times. Was any of that funneled by you guys or that was just organic? Yeah, no, for sure. We we had a PR agency helping us out, Mm -hmm. uh, telling the story. Uh, But the main driver was press. And then it kind of went viral. The video had, you know, almost a million views. And uh, people started sending How much to did each the other. video uh, cost you to produce? Oh, it was so cheap because we did it in Buenos Aires, uh, yeah. in Argentina. All the actors are friends. Yeah, and, yeah, And yeah. even the, the crew filming are friends. They're all friends, uh, they, yeah. they, you know, We made everybody work for free, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> We did the place. It looks like an airport. If you look at the video, it's actually the terminal of a cruise ship, uh, you know, in, in Buenos Aires. It was winter time, so it was empty. Nice. Uh, so we did everything kind of like very homemade,
1: but the, the video looks pretty good, yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, we'll, we'll post the video to uh, the show notes. So if anyone yeah. wants to go and reference the video, we'll put it up there. Cool. For you. Cool. Nice. Speaking of you and your
0: friends, uh, did you and your you know co-founders have any like actual travel experiences that that shaped what BlueSmart ended up coming? Yeah, for sure. You know, I always talk about uh,
2: one particular story of going for Christmas to visit my family in the north of Argentina, and I was bringing a bunch of gifts on my bag, and I had a stop in Panama. Uh, you know, it was New York, Panama, Panama, Buenos Aires, and they made me check the bag because it was too heavy. And then when I arrived to Buenos Aires, the bag never made it. And, you know, I had no gifts, no clothing, mm, mm. and they had no idea where the bag was, you know? So that was one of the inspirations for both the location tracking and the weight sensor so yeah. that, you know, we could help the avoid sensor the situation. Is
1: pretty cool. Cause my parents, even at home when they, you know, when we're packing for a trip and it's mostly back and forth to India. Yeah. But You know, they have this little hook thing, Superman, they pick it up and they're like, ah! That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the country. And then you need another person to to read it because it's (laughs) too heavy sometimes so they can't, like, (laughs) keep
2: it straight. That's That's right, that's right, yeah. And, you know, it depends on the country. Some countries are more strict than others. Uh, Argentina is very strict. Europe, too. The U.S. You mean really, on the handbag
1: side on For, on the weight on the weight? If no, if I'm saying the, the weight of the handbag. Obligation. Yeah, of course, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah not all uh, countries are going to restrict based on weight. Yeah, um, it's mostly dimension uh, in that's the right. U.S. At least, yeah. Country, but yeah, Maryland. if you're yeah, exactly. If you're traveling abroad, it's like 50-50.
2: Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Are, are they, you going into full size? We are launching new products soon. I cannot comment on what they are, yeah. but I can tell you that they are very exciting. So everybody should check out our website soon mm-hmm. and, and be be paying attention to our announcements. Are
1: you guys inspired to stay within travel or also venture away from travel? No, we, luggage, we are I mean. passionate about travel. Yeah. We want to help uh,
0: people travel better. So we're going to stay on the realm of travel.
3: Yeah. I and mean,
0: if you're in the, um, <laughs> totally different topic, but if you're in the realm of luggage, um, what do you think of this whole like laptop scenario that's going on? Is there any opportunity there for added security measures? Or yeah, for sure. I mean, number
2: one, I will say that I find it terrible all yeah. the things that this government is doing. You know, with the travel ban and and all these. Hey, kind of don't things. you talk about my president <laughs> like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But uh, uh, job, you man? know, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that I, you know, I, you know, sorry, know, I think that that like, of sorry. all the things that are happening, the travel ban to me is as uh, you know, like so annoying. That being said, yes, now that people are being forced to put their laptops on their check bags, you want to Track that because it's your more important, most important, uh, you know, work tool. So yeah. uh,
0: having you know a suitcase that has location tracking becomes more and more important. Is there a way? I mean, uh, spitballing here. Is there a way that the the TSA integration that you've done like would allow for some measure of security or tr- like you know like trusting from their level? Yeah, from yeah. their level that you say like if you're using this blue smart you know lock and everything like that that. You know, this a laptop you could put in at least in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have some some ideas and some
2: conversations on that front. Mm -hmm. Definitely one of the biggest problems today when you go to an airport is the TSA lines, right? Right. And uh, you know, many of our customers are actually TSA pre, you know, that you know makes you go faster. But you know, maybe there are ways in which we can provide that kind of
1: experience.
0: That'd be pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Excellent. Well, I think this is a good place to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get into more personal questions in our third segment with Diego Saez-Gill.
5: If you're a business decision maker, you should listen to this. The show you're listening to is produced by Mouth Media Network a podcasting network focused on the business of lifestyle because of our team's background and deep connections with brands, influencers and ecosystems. We offer a tremendous opportunity to bring your company's message and products in front of decision makers from several verticals, including fashion, beauty, travel, materials and textiles, health and fitness, and lifestyle to explore opportunities to partner email us at podcast at network and now on with the show
1: Hey guys, welcome back Uh, So before we get into it, while we were on break, just chatting And uh, Diego was kind enough to actually extend our audience a $40 discount to BlueSmart So if you're interested in checking out their company, go to BlueSmart.com And if you so get inspired to purchase uh, a product, do use code MouthMedia That's all one word, uh, MouthMedia, and you'll get uh, 40 bucks off So yeah, thanks man Welcome back to the show, everybody, to Travel Is Your Business, uh, and of course, it is time for now, personal questions with...
3: Off the Beaten Path.
1: That's right, it's Off the Beaten Path, where uh, we ask uh, some, frankly, personal questions with a travel-inspired theme, if we can, uh, ask randomly, and we decide the order of who asks these questions with announcements from our favorite airline personnel.
5: Gentlemen, would passenger John Matson please report to Gate Twenty Three A?
1: And of course, that favorite airline personnel uh, decided to call on Mr. Matson in seat Thirty Two. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very
0: comfy seat. I got a window. Um, what's What's the weirdest place? Thirty Two oh, B. Thirty Two. Oh, goddamn it! Uh Diego, what's the weirdest
2: place you've ever been? The weirdest place I ever been, which is also one of the awesomest place I ever been, is Tokyo. Dude, Can you tell me about that. Tokyo to me is a weird but amazing city. Mm. And you know, I was blown away by the little stores, you know, like the robot stores and mm. uh you know the temples, the restaurants and the way that people behave. To me, it was like probably the most different thing that I saw, uh, different from my culture Culturally, and yeah. from the US too. You know, but at the same time, it was super inspiring and amazing. I loved it. Excellent. And
1: next up is.
5: Attention, ladies and gentlemen. With passenger pumping Ball, please press your call button for the flight attendant.
1: And of course, that's me. Uh, so I'm curious. Uh, earlier on, you said um, that as a kid, you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to hear about maybe the first times or times that you remember as a child that you started an endeavor that made money. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that in primary school,
2: I started selling drawings. I would draw cars and and sell them. And then uh, in high school... We throw some parties. Uh, I used to play in a band, also in a rock band. Oh yeah. And we would do some parties and sell tickets for the party. And it was like a small startup. Okay. Um in college we actually started a, a bakery with a friend. What? Okay. This is I all, know. Over <laughs> <matter. It's> great. <laughs> all over the map. All over the map. We okay. saw opportunities okay. and we went okay. for it. Uh that was like a short-lived project, but um, but, yeah, I was always, you know, looking for opportunities and trying to, you know, scratch my own edges yeah. and, you know, make something people want But it was wanted.
1: drawings that you first remember. Yeah. yeah Do yeah. you still draw, make music, and bake cupcakes? I still make
2: music. with. Uh, I play guitar. Uh, okay. I still draw sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I miss drawing more. Um, and, no, I don't bake anymore. Okay. <laughs> Very good.
1: And our next question goes to
5: attention passengers would peter chrysdale please pick up your luggage at the information counter
4: peter you're up all right diego so i think travel can produce amazing solo experiences you can find amazing destinations but often travel can also be about who you travel with Mm -hmm. um can you just tell us about one time when you just had an amazing trip with one person and who that person was
2: well i actually very recently did a trip with my two brothers then we went uh by bus from the north of argentina to peru meaning that we crossed bolivia mm-hmm. and it was uh awesome because you know we are brothers we live in different countries and we miss each other a lot and it was like going back to childhood and with the good and bad you know fighting and having fun and it was just awesome amazing
4: how long is that trip
2: uh it was actually 2 weeks wow. but uh, we did a lot in 2 weeks. We <laughs> ended up in the Amazon jungle in, yeah. in Peru. Yeah. You, you say As you ended up there. there was, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. You say you ended up there like you it yeah, wasn't yeah. planned. It wasn't planned. We were like, you know, going, taking buses and actually then flew from Lima, Peru to Buenos Aires and then to New York. Uh,
1: but we were like with no itinerary. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Very cool. Well, listen, do you have any um, kind of inspiration thoughts that you want to pass along, whether it's a reflection from this interview or otherwise in your journey as an entrepreneur? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I love
2: the travel industry. I think that is an important industry. You know, uh, I recently saw... Uh, Graph that showed that states that had passports uh, had more chances to not vote for Trump <laughs> as opposed to states the that people he had have owned passport. passports. Yeah, wow. exactly. So if you travel, you're it's more open minded, you're more tolerant, you're mm-hmm. more, uh, you, th- you see humanity as your family. Mm-hmm. So I think that any entrepreneur or executive who's working to make people travel more is doing something good for the world. Wow, so, that's tremendous. My thought is, you know,
1: keep going if you're working in travel and help people travel more, you know? Excellent. And uh, what is the best way for folks to keep up with you personally or with your company, the things that you guys are doing? Uh, you can go to our website, bluesmart.com. Uh, you can sign up
2: to our newsletters. We are sending, you know, cool travel information uh, often. Uh, if you want to know more about me, you can follow me on Twitter, dsizegeal, Uh and uh, I also have a blog, but I don't write very often, dsizeguild.com.
1: Excellent. And for those uh, that are listening, it is D S A E Z G I L. So that is it for this episode of Travel is Your Business. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Diego, for joining us today. Thank really you guys appreciate you coming out. Me. Perfect. And uh, for Peter Carizel. Thanks, everyone. And John Madsen. Bon voyage. I'm Pavan Ball. We uh, hope you enjoyed your stay, and we'll see you next time.
3: This has been Travel Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show, or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at travelisyourbusiness.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, travelisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2017, all rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thank you for listening.
1: This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.